and welcome to another episode of Careering, where we interview fearless females about what makes them tick both in business and in life. I'm your host, Lori Halter, and I can't wait to have you here today's episode. Let's jump right in. Today, I'm on with Jenna Swigert, who's the Regional Vice President of Sales for Open Table. Jenna, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit to start about your role at Open Table and how you came to be at that position. Okay. So I have been with Open Table for 17 years, and I started at Open Table as an account executive in San Francisco, and I loved being an account executive, and I was in that role for nine years. So I was an account oh, executive in San Francisco. Francisco. It was great. But I actually moved from San Francisco, then to Portland, then back to Washington, D.C. Okay. And then I was promoted to, uh, we call him a district manager, which um, is you basically have a team of salespeople and account managers. So mm-hmm. I moved into that role and moved back to the Pacific Northwest. And then I was promoted to my current role, which is Vice President of um, Sales and Restaurant Services. And my territory now includes Mexico, the Western U.S., and Western Canada. So I have a team of account executives and account managers who sell open table and keep our existing customer base happy. Well, and plus a whole gaggle of people, including me, that are begging you to work for you because they want to go (laughs) – Experience restaurants for open table. <laughs> I do get that a lot. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about you and I are good friends in addition to knowing each other through work. And I know personally that you have two kids at home and a husband who runs a thriving, two thriving restaurants here in town. You, meanwhile, travel quite a bit. Like, how do you make it all work? What, what do you two do as parents and as a couple to balance it all? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say say we've definitely gotten better at it and it's never easy you know every colleague I have who is in a similar boat where you have kids at home and you travel and you have two careers it is hard it's always hard and you're always struggling to find that balance I think um, what we have done like an example of something we have done to help make it easier is we, we have this amazing woman who comes every day that I'm out of town. She comes mm-hmm. and just walks the dog and like tidies up the kitchen. Oh, nice. So it just maintains order so that, you know, we used to, it used to be like I'd come home from being out of town and it was like a tornado went off in the house and then I'd be <laughs> mad. But that was so unfair for Ted who had been here like running around like a chicken with his head cut off trying to get kids to school and run the restaurants. So now that we have Allah helping us, it's life-changing. So I think you have to figure out, like, what do you need to make this work for everybody? I think that's so great because we Mm -hmm. do a little bit of that in our house as well. And I remember I used to feel so guilty about, like, bringing in someone to clean the house or bringing in someone to help with the kids. And then someone told me, well, you have to. Like, if you're working, and especially if you own your own business, Mm -hmm. and then – both parents are working and, you know, lives are busy. They say something's got to give, and you might as well give away the things that you really don't care about, that you're really not looking forward to giving. Right. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's great. Oh, sorry. Go, oh, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go um, ahead. Please, please. You know, I think 
in terms of finding the right people to help also. You know, like it's gotten so much easier as the kids have gotten older. Now they're so busy. What we really need is someone who can drive them to this <laughs> practice or that practice. Um, but they have to be people that we really trust and that the kids really love. So that is when you can find that person, that is hugely helpful. Um, so, and, you know, I think I it also that. has gotten easier. I think like you and I certainly have talked about this a lot over the years where if everybody's on board, like at this point in my career, my kids get it and they, they, they don't, it doesn't bother them when I leave for a day or right. two days. It used to be this horrible thing, which was so stressful because then yeah. it's, it's creating stress for everybody. They're sad. You know, it's hard on Ted. It's hard on me. Um, so it has also just gotten much easier because everybody's on board. Like they know what I do. They know I love what I do. Um, they know I travel. You know, I definitely, I travel quite a bit, but I don't travel more than I need to. Like I only go when I need to go. And I, if I can get back at night instead of staying the night, I always would choose to come back. Um, yeah. And they know that. And I think that's such an important point that, well, two things. One, I was talking to a friend of mine on a, one of the other podcast episodes, and she was saying it's so important to think of everything in seasons. So kind of this is the season of your life you're in, and it's not going to last forever, and it will change. So mm-hmm. as you're saying, like when the kids were little, that was the season. They're now at this age, which is a season. But also I have some other people who have said exactly the same thing as you, like I have to travel. There's really no choice. So what are some ways while you're traveling that you ensure you keep in contact with the kids and Ted for that matter and keep kind of your family cohesive? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I definitely, I think like for, like there's all these things that I've seen about like when the mom travels, you prepare an itinerary, you lay out clothes, you right. have everything <laughs> like all ready to go. When the dad travels, it's like, see you later. Um, but that's just the way it is. And I don't resent that. Yeah. But so that being said, when I do travel, I do have the itinerary. I do make sure that every logistic is taken care of. Um, And we're all on the same page. Like everybody knows we have a calendar on the refrigerator that has like every trip coming up. So everybody knows what's coming and what's happening. And every sporting event is on there and every practice is on there. So everybody knows. And I talk to them all the time when I'm traveling and it's, yeah. You know, certainly every night, but a lot of times after school or, you know, yeah, during school if they need me or whatever. Like I I am always available and I will always take their call no matter what's going on. And and I think once you, once you decide that that's how it is and you, you're comfortable saying that to your peers, it's so freeing. You know, yes, because... I was actually just going to bring that up. Like, what a difference even – so I've owned Charisma for 15 years now, 16 years. And what a difference it's in the last even 10 years that it is okay – and maybe it's my age. I don't know. But that I feel okay saying, I'm so sorry, but I can't make this meeting. I've got to go pick up my kids from school. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. can we make another time for that? Yeah. I, I think that is so important. And I think that comes from, like, you having your own business, and you just decide, like, this is how I live my life. And I think when you work for a company, everybody needs to be on board. You know, when I started at OpenTable, 
it was, I've always felt comfortable saying what I need, but I, I think would say if you're sitting in a room of men and you're worried about something that is like a, a mom problem, yeah. I'd say early on I wasn't as comfortable right. saying that. Or making that, it felt like it was a little too vulnerable. Like, I don't want to say that because it might impact um, somebody's impression of how well I can do my job. Right. But when you're in a boardroom that includes 50% women, you know that you and the other women have the same issues. And it's so empowering to be like, you know, we can do a really good job at being a mom and being here. So that has been an amazing shift, I think. So would you say in the, you know, technology and hospitality industry that you're in, is it primarily men? Is it primarily, primarily females? Is it kind of a little bit of, is it half and half? How does that break down? I think it's a little bit of both. I would say like in my direct sales organization, I, my direct boss is a female, and okay. half the people that report directly to me are female. But if you look oh, at right. like the, the engineering team, it probably skews a little bit more male. Yeah. Um, our executive team probably skews a little more male. But it's something at Open Table that is seen as really important, something we need to work towards, and it's definitely a topic. This is a nice transition into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is as you are leading females, you're leading teams. So 50% of your team is female. Do you – uh, what do you say to them? Do you lead them differently than the males on your team? And if so, how? As well as, like, what do you say to them about succeeding in their careers? So I wouldn't say I treat them differently or say different things. You know, like I'm, when you're saying this, I'm thinking about, like, one of my managers, he has four kids. So wow. he, he has a lot of the same issues that a new mom on my team who has one kid has. You know, so, mm-hmm. so it's not different. I think what I encourage is, like, let's just be authentic and admit what's hard. Yeah. You know, our, for a long time, um, we had a CEO who I really loved who's a female, and she talked about how she was on Wall Street for 20 years, and she basically pretended she was a man. Like, she acted like a man. She left her femaleness at home because that's what yeah. she felt like she had to do. And then she got pregnant. It was like, well, I can't pretend I'm a man anymore. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to start bringing my whole self to work. <laughs> you know, and it, whoever you are, like man, woman, whatever, just bring your whole self and like be who you are at work and at home. And that's yes, just going to make that. you more authentic and happy and able to do your job. And don't you feel like authentic people, whether you're agreeing with them or not, they're going to be more successful overall because they're just, like you said, they're bringing their whole self to work. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So in that perspective, um, you are seeing a lot of females in executive roles, and you're actually bringing a lot of females up into executive roles. So Mm -hmm. how do you think that's important for companies, and why do you think we need to continue striving to have more females in executive roles throughout any business? Um, I think we just need perspective, you know, from if it's something like open table, you, you need a female perspective and a male perspective, and sometimes they're the same, sometimes they're different. So I think it's really important to have both. And if you don't have 
one or the other at the table, you're selling yourself short and potentially mm-hmm. missing out on some really important insights. Yes, that's perfect because especially – well, I was going to say especially your company, but truly, truthfully, any company that's selling to consumers, you're speaking to women and to men, and so we need mm-hmm. all representatives at the table. Yes. I love it. Well, I know – I love that you said you love working because you and I have had discussions about this as well. I love working as well. I think it makes me so um, – it's needed in my life. It's a part of who I am. So mm-hmm. do you have sort of daily goals or something, even weekly, something you do that keeps you striving for more in your business? Um, you know, I have daily goals that I would love to be able to say, like, this is what I do every day. But that's not really what I'm doing because I'm just figuring out, like, what's really important, and that's what I do. And you, the, it's always, like, prioritizing what you have to do day to day, you know, like I always want my kids to feel like I'm available and they're my priority. Like that's my biggest concern in life. Um, And then I want, and my husband, of course, but then I also want the people I work with to feel like they're super important. And that's a really big part of my life. But do I do the same thing every day to make sure that happens? No, I do. It depends. Well, and I think it's great, too, just talking about, you know, maybe, as you said, it's not the one thing every day. It's getting your priorities very, like, very set in your mind that mm-hmm. kids and husband, priority one, coworkers, priority two, and then, you know, yoga, maybe priority three. <laughs> right. And being able to, like, go to sleep every day and feel like, you know what, I, I did the, really the best I could today. Yes. Yes. And I think that's great. I was speaking with a therapist in one of the other episodes we did, and she alluded to something along those lines, just saying, look, we're all doing the best we can. So really, everyone's day-to-day should just be exactly what you're talking about. At the end of the day, Mm -hmm. take stock and say, did I really try my very best? And if you Mm -hmm. did, then you you accomplished what you needed to for that day. Yeah. And I also think you need to give yourself a pass sometimes to not try your very best. Because you know what? Sometimes I'm tired. And sometimes I don't feel good. And so, you know what? Maybe today I didn't do my very best. And that's okay. Right. (laughs) Because it's really hard. Right. Yeah. And I think for kids, too, like, we say to kids, like, try your hardest, you know, do your best. Like, that's a lot of pressure to always try your hardest and always do your best. Yes. Um, No, I love that. Maybe we should be saying, like, do your (laughs) okayest. Yes. Just be proud. Do your okay yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just be good and be right. honest and be kind. Yes, be kind. I think that's truly the goal for all of us is be kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, I'll wrap it up with one of my last questions, and this is, like, completely off topic, but you have been to so many restaurants. You've done so many cool things with Open Table. Do you have a favorite restaurant or a favorite event that you look forward to every time you go to a town or every year? Um, so my favorite restaurant is Drake and that's one of ours and I really just love Drake and I just, um, I'm so proud of Drake. So that's, maybe that shouldn't even count, but that's the first restaurant that comes to mind. Um, there's a restaurant in Mexico city called Pujol that's so good. And the Mexican culture, their hospitality is so warm 
So that's another one of my favorites. In terms of my favorite event, and I know you, you and I have talked about this event and you need to go someday, is Aspen Food and Wine. And that's, oh yes. Yes. it's just like so beautiful and such good food and such good wine and the weather is always spectacular. And so that's, that's my favorite annual event. Yes, I love it. Well, do, did, do you have any further advice that I maybe didn't touch on or that you want to help um, with the listeners? Um, one thing that a mentor said to me one time that has definitely, or she actually said two things to me that I've thought about a lot over the years. One is don't apologize. You know, like, like don't apologize for what you need. Um, so if you're trying to go to your boss and make a case for whatever it is, don't start with an apology because you don't have to be sorry. Um, and then the other thing is, if you're in a room with people and you have a question, just ask the question. Because if you have the question, there's probably other people sitting around that table that have the same question. So don't hesitate to ask a question because you think it's going to sound like you don't know what you're talking about or you didn't study up enough or whatever it is because you are in that room because you deserve to be there and you're smart. Um, so ask that question because it's going to help everybody. I love that. And it gets back to what you were saying um, earlier in the podcast about just be, be authentic. You know, I yes. think if you come to it with authenticity and you're honest about your needs and what you want and some things you don't understand, then you just can't go wrong. Right, for sure. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you.